The following video discusses sensitive events not suitable for younger viewers. Deadly mass shooting. We begin with breaking news this noon. When watching the news of a recent shooting, I couldn't help but have my heart broken at what the father of the shooter told the reporters. The suspect's father, who says he did not raise him, speaking out. I failed him. You know, you don't go out there and you don't kill people. I didn't raise him. I wasn't in his life. What is there to all of these mass shootings that we have in America, but not just in American schools or Walmarts, but really all over the world. Is there a pattern to these? And what can we, if anything, do to help prevent it? I want to have a look of the high level psychological factors and social issues and, and sin issues that are involved in the making of a murderer. Murder is something that is first ever discussed in the Bible. And consequently, the Bible, I believe, is what gives us the solution to every problem we face personally or in society itself. I want to submit to you that we as people play the most important role in helping solve this not government regulation. Government regulation can help social issues to an extent sometimes, but ultimately it is up to us, the people, to help each other find healing and to not devolve into these murderous acts. When we start looking at mass shootings or other types of mass murder events, we see a certain pattern. If you do research, you will find that in almost all cases, if not all, in fact, all of the ones that I looked at, the shooters or the murderers are all people who have intense early childhood trauma. People who were abused sexually or physically, people who were who had parental suicides, people who had extreme bullying. And all of this leads to feelings of hopelessness, abandonment, rejection, isolation, self-loathing. And then you find them becoming many of the children that no one knows in school. And as spoken in the New York Times, it said that one acquaintance of a mass shooter told GQ magazine he was quiet, uncomfortably quiet, strangely quiet. I mean, really strange. Many of these individuals with extreme early childhood trauma ends up feeling suicidal. In fact, many of you, you may have had trauma in your life and it has caused you to feel suicidal because we have to ask ourselves this question. Who is to blame for what is happening to me? And for many, if not most people, they blame themselves. They think that they have done something wrong to have caused a parent 
to abuse them in whichever way or for them to be bullied. They they deserve it. They might even tell themselves. But some people, when asking themselves the question of whose fault is this? Instead of looking at themselves or looking at these certain individuals who actually did this against them, they start blaming everyone. In fact, this is perhaps one of the most disheartening and sad parts of this all is because of their rejection that was done to them by certain people. They feel ultimately that everyone has rejected them, that everyone else is wrong and they crave that which they feel like they've never had. That is to be uh, praised. That is to be known. That is to be the hero in the headlines. And so they feel that maybe turning from a victim to a villain may not be a bad idea. Is this not even eerily familiar to many of the Marvel villains that we read and see in Hollywood, where they are oftentimes rejected and disenfranchised individuals who want to take revenge on society who has rejected them? And when we look at other historical tragedies, like the horrific, disgusting acts of Hitler, in the Holocaust against the Jewish people and other minorities. We even see someone like Hitler as horrible of a man as he is and make no mistake, not as to make any excuse for his actions. Yet looking at his childhood, Hitler was beaten daily by his father, Alois, who was also a anti-Semite attributing all the evil to the in the world to the Jewish people. Hitler growing up with this internal rage because of the rejection he received and abuse and trauma he received from his father and other family members gathered up society to become a hero, hoping to be in the headlines, to be known as someone who would overcome the quote unquote evil of the Jews. He was the mass murderer who had others do the dirty work for him. But he's not different from any of the mass murderers we have in modern times today who may even simply take things into their own hands. Another example is even in the biblical record with Ishmael. God came to Abraham and Sarah and, and told them about the promised offspring that God is going to make happen. But Abraham and Sarah has other plans. They're impatient towards God's promise and they take a slave woman to be with Abraham, bringing about a child called Ishmael. And of course, later when Sarah, the miracle happens and Sarah actually bears the promised child, as God said would happen, Abraham and Sarah decide to kick Ishmael, the other child, out of the home with his mother, Hagar. And this was Abraham's fault because he did not follow God's guidance but took matters into his own hands. And now he has a child, Ishmael, 
who suffers early childhood trauma and rejection, and a prophecy is given about who this child and his offspring will become. In Genesis 16:12, he shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand against everyone and everyone's hand against him, and he shall dwell over against all his kinsmen. Severe rejection, if not handled as Yeshua would handle it, if not healed by God's healing power, can cause in a man to become a wild donkey of a man, a man who, as feeling rejected, rejects society and who always fights and wars against it, never being able to live at peace with other people, really. And if you think about the Islamic traditions who say that Ishmael is their forefather, Muhammad was a descendant of Ishmael, then it may even make sense why the nations that are known as the nations of war in this world are those who are followers of Muhammad who are nations who some in some of their minorities do also commit these mass murders, of course, also being the arch enemy of Ishmael's brother, Isaac, Jacob, and that lineage of Israel. But even as we can talk about how we have trauma playing a role in how people turn out. This is not to say that each do not have responsibility for their own actions, regardless of what has happened to them. You see, brothers and sisters, there are traumas that happen to you that happen to me and all people to various degrees. And ultimately, just as God proclaimed to Cain when he had murder in his heart towards his brother, so I'll proclaim to you that in Genesis 4, 6, God said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. We are tempted in our lives with various kinds of sins, and you could always try and draw that sin back to an ancestor who started dabbling in something or who started having outbursts of anger and who who had that towards us. And now we struggle with it and it's a generational curse and we can have a laundry list of reasons and many of them Oh, surely the origins of many of these things could be very well that. However, they are never to be our excuse, because as God said, sin is crouching at the door. But what will you do? Do well and things will be well with you. Do evil and evil will surround you. When we look at Peter, who also struggled with a form of jealousy towards John. We see when he inquires about John with Jesus, with Yeshua, Yeshua tells him, if it's my will that he remains until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. We have to be preoccupied with what God has given us, not to look to others and allow jealousies to overtake us, even when we felt rejected our victimhood of the things that have happened to us in our past 
is never to be our excuse or for our mental health and our state of living and being. Because ultimately, God has come to tell us that he has come to set us free and for us to make excuses for why we act the way we do is to not take responsibility for our actions and to believe that Yeshua by his spirit can give us the power to overcome all sin and temptations of the devil. We must choose to fight with Yeshua and not to give up and in and say, well, this is just who I am. In fact, I read the suicide note of a shooter in my research. And what he said was he was basically giving himself over to this. He said, I am I am tempted by this thing that I am about to do. May God forgive me. See, he has not believed that God's power is sufficient. He has given up. He has not even fought it. He has said, I give in to my emotions, to how I feel, to my flesh. Like Cain, I will give in to my anger for my brother to murder him. But you and me, even if we look from the outside in to these people and we point a finger and we say, look at this murderer, we say, look at this horrible person and that horrible person. I understand. But at the same time, we must realize that murderers are oftentimes a product of society as well. And our hands aren't always clean. We can point a finger at the man on the news who has murdered, but at the same time have murder in our own hearts. Yeshua said, you have heard it said, don't murder. But I tell you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, oh, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. Sometimes it's easy for us to forget that merely calling your brother a fool puts you in sight of hellfire itself. If we actually believe that, we would be careful to ensure that we are ridding our hearts of murder, because oftentimes people who do commit murder are doing so because they have been murdered by others from murder in the heart. See, ultimately, we see children classically do this. If you've been in a school ever, or if you've ever been a child, as we all have, then you will know that children are extremely mean, that children have mouths that are evil. Oftentimes they speak things of each other that are terrible. They reject. They call each other names. They bully each other. Even from a young age, this could be because their parents never taught them how to live righteously. Their parents did not discipline them. And so when our kids act out towards others, causing this trauma towards other kids, other kids are driven to a suicide. 
other kids are driven to simply fulfill that which has been done to them in the heart. See, when someone commits a suicide because of gossip in the classroom, they are simply putting the nail in the coffin to what was, uh, to the murder that was actually committed by the gossipers. Yeshua, Jesus, is someone who can totally understand rejection. If you have felt rejected, he has felt rejected. In fact, it's written in the book of Isaiah 53.3. He was despised, rejected by men, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief, and as one who, with, from whom men hid their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Despite the rejection and the trauma he experienced, not just at the cross, but throughout his life because of who he was, because the enemy didn't like him. You see, if you feel rejected, you feel traumatized, you feel like people have come against you. What if the enemy has tried to work in people against you in order to for you to be disarmed because the enemy is actually Satan is actually so scared of what your life would look like if you actually lived a life fulfilled by Yeshua in the purpose of what he has made you to become. See, when someone rejects me, even from a young age, when someone when someone wants to bully, when someone wants to do wrong against you, you count it all joy because Satan's upset with your existence. And it means that there is a value that you have. It speaks to your value, not your disvalue. We tend to think it means something is wrong with us. Actually, it means something's often right with us. If we live righteously, we can expect that. But Yeshua, even though he experienced rejection, despite it, he loved always, even to the point of saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. And the people who were traumatized, who were rejected, who were even the demoniacs, who were even the lappers, the most estranged from society, he went and became the friend to them. He came to the lowest of the low and he was there to love them to show that he cares for them. And when no one else did, he would give that leper a hug. And that is what heals. That is what truly sets free. That compassion that God has come to put in you is what will change this world completely. Don't say this issue we see cannot be resolved. If we were to believe and act on what Christ has called us to be and do, then we would see what he saw. I remember when I was a child in primary school, believe it or not, but I was very much a loner. I was bullied. I was I didn't have friends. I wasn't popular, but there was at some point one friend who was a loser, just like I was, you could say. But I do remember that he really struggled at home. I don't know the full details, but 
I know that he had a hard childhood and I'm going to assume that there was a lot of early childhood trauma and continuous trauma in his house and he never did his homework. He, he, I, I think that he didn't even feel any self-confidence truly that he could be anything in life. But I wanted to be his friend because even as a young boy, I, my heart broke for him. I remember there were times when he didn't do his homework as usual, but, but I, I would say to the teacher, Hey, actually we, we did this as a group project and I did, and he did a good job. He, even if he never did anything, I covered for him. I had this heart for this kid. And I truly believe that even though I do not know where he is today, that even as a child that I could have some impact on his life, being his friend, telling him, you know, I wish I could tell him the things I know today about Yeshua, but telling someone like that about their actual created value, that they that they are that they are not rejected as people have rejected them by the father, but that he has made a way for them to come into his fold if they were to turn to him. You see, the, the gospel message is a message that overcomes all evil, even the most impossible evils that we point and shake our hand at on television. It is our responsibility to ensure that we shine that light of ours so brightly because then the darkness will not overcome it. A Secret Service report looking at the various mass shootings in America concluded that at least 89% of these shooters actually communicated their intentions and their current state before they did the act. So almost 90% of them spoke up about what they may do. But was there someone who stepped in to be there for them? To provide them love, compassion, a voice of truth and reason, and ultimately to be a friend as Yeshua would be. You know, I believe that when we look at the TV and we see someone who's a murderer, I believe that Yeshua's heart breaks for that man or woman. I believe that he would just want to reach out and snatch them from the flames to save their souls. Because yes, we see them as monsters and they commit monstrous demonic acts. Do not get me wrong. But ultimately, they were made by the living God, just as you were made. But in society, we form these cliques, right? Where we we basically create groups of peer pressure and it becomes cool in the workplace or in the, in the classroom or among the parents, the mom, the mom's groups to gossip, to criticize, to point the finger, to gang up and our group of exclusivity against an outsider. And this other, this one person, it is now cool to reject them because they're not like us. They're not as cool as we are. That is demonic. That is disgusting. That is murderous itself. 
And how dare you do such a thing and then try and point your finger at a murderer when you do murder in your heart, when you murder the hearts and souls of others, when you are a voice of rejection and hatred instead of a voice of love, even for your enemies, even for those who despitefully use you and who want to backstab you. That's what Yeshua commanded you to be like if you want to call yourself his disciple. That is why our God is different, because he is the king of kings, who is a God of justice, but a God of mercy and love and calls us to not condemn, but to love people into his kingdom with truth spoken, but with a true heart of compassion. So parents speak to your children, have a real relationship with them, address the traumas that you or anyone in their life may have done against them in their early childhood or in their current life. Repent towards them for where you can and teach them to love as Yeshua loved, to not gang up with cliques against other kids, to not bully, but to love and be the child who reaches out to the loser, who reaches out to the rejected, to the traumatized, the those in fear, those who are different, and to be Yeshua to them. In society, this is one of the most neglected yet important ways above all that we can be Yeshua. For in fact, this is one of the main things he has called us to be. And if we neglect this, but we come to church every Sunday or Saturday, we go to every feast, we do all the religious things that are religious. But yeah, we do not actually love the oppressed and the lowly and the broken. And we don't actually believe in the Holy Spirit who can set them free with a touch. Then what are we doing? What game are we playing? Father, I pray, Lord, for everyone who is listening to this, where we have experienced trauma and rejection and fears and abuses sexually, physically, emotionally. Father, where we have been in bondage because of what people have done or said against us, the rejection of the voice of a father or a mother or an uncle or someone else. Father, I ask that you would come, Lord, right now at the sound of my voice and deliver your people and you would deliver each one listening to this that you would deliver right now by your spirit father all the hurt and the pain and that all every demon of trauma and fear in the name of yeshua every demon of anger at the name of yeshua would leave every person listening to this now at the sound of my voice father i thank you lord that you are the god of all that you are the creator of this world and there's no one like you no other god and father i thank you that every knee will bow and every tongue confess and i thank you lord that every demon knows your name and so i command every demon to bow the knee now and leave at the sound of your name yeshua and father i pray that you would empower us 
to be a people delivered and a people filled with your love, to be the light to the world you have called us to be. Help us, O Lord, to love with the love of Yeshua, the love that surpasses understanding. Fill us with your compassion, even for those who have done evil, so that our, that we are not filled with hate for them. Help us to not be like Jonah, who do not even want the Father's forgiveness for sinners. But help us, Lord, to have the compassion that you had and help us to be even like Moses to declare, Father, if you want to blot out their name, you need to blot out my name out of the book of life, too. After they made a golden calf. Help us to have that kind of a mercy and grace. I pray this all in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I want to say a special thank you to our partners who have made this possible. Subscribe to this channel and like this video for more just like this one.